the house has never been like more organized. Yeah. I don't know about cleaner, but organized. (laughs) Well, howdy there. Howdy, howdy, howdy. It's good to have you with us. Howdy there, pard. Partner. Sweat from my brow. (laughs) On this hot, sultry evening here in Los Angeles, I'd say howdy to y'all and welcome to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. And that's from one cowboy to another. You better saddle up because we're getting into it today, ain't we, partner? That's right. We about to lasso some uh, songs. <laughs> Ooh, some country tunes. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what else to say in that accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's just fine. We'll go along anyway. And what if I just do the whole hour like this? Wouldn't that be the most annoying thing since you're Georgia Peach? Oh, dear Lord. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, the heat makes me a little loony. Of course, I am uh, Chris Brady Denton, the uh, loose, weird, uh, drunk cowboy, and also massive Green Day fan. Mm. Um, I'm here, joined as always by my cousin co-host and partner in crime colin brady how are you doing howdy there partner i am doing quite all right i'm a uh, huge green day fan as well and a nora jones fan i might add oh well reckon i might add that as well mm. i absolutely agree mm. uh i do declare <laughs> nora jones is lovely and, and we're not just bringing that up randomly dear listener there no. actually is a reason we we don't i mean i love nora jones but there's plenty of situations i don't just randomly say i hey i love nora jones unfortunately you like, should uh, during saying. sex for example <laughs> that's what everyone was that would thinking be an inappropriate yeah. time to say i love nora jones unless i guess she's playing and that's what you're doing it to well but. even in that case though would you would you interrupt things for that I, I wouldn't interrupt anything. I would just, I think you'd just have to say it. You go, yeah, I, God, I love true. Nora Jones. Like, wait, what? <laughs> With very few exceptions, I would always say I love Nora Jones. The reason I say it today, sweet Colin, is because we are talking about Foreverly, Foreverly, mm-hmm. uh, the Billy Joe Armstrong and Nora Jones tribute uh, cover album uh, to the Everly Brothers. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to talk about that. Yeah, it's a real tonal change. It was released all the way back in 2013, so it's it's kind of flew under our radar for a little while. But um, when reminded, we were we were happy to jump at the opportunity to take a look at this album. That's right. Like it's always been on my purview, mm-hmm. and and I, we just didn't have time to do it in order. It's obviously this show has stopped being chronological mm. by release. Yeah, a little while back. But I reckon it's time that us lonely cowboys circle the horses round and get on back there and uh, lasso up some foreverly. Uh, I'm very excited about it. Before we do that, though, it's a polite in cowboy culture and others to ask how one is doing. Um, mm. I, of course, am down here in Los Angeles. You might th- be thinking that Colin is also here with me in Los Angeles because it sounds like we're in the same room. Mm-hmm. We're breathing the same droplets. We're making each other you know, horribly sick. Okay. But 
that's actually not the case, is it, Colin? You're all the way up there in Seattle. Yep, it is shocking to hear that, I know. But I am it, about 2,000 light years away. Uh, and it's it's fun little reference there, but it, it truly blows my mind. Uh, how the hell are you? Oh, thanks for asking, Chris. I am doing peachy as a Georgia peach, as some might say. Ooh. Yes. Uh, as always, you know, things are well. I, uh, you know, I'll tell the listeners I, I went on a backpacking trip this last weekend, which was wonderful. It's the first one in, in many months. And unfortunately, it just happened to be the hottest day of the year on Sunday as we were hiking out. Um, it was about 100 degrees and, uh, well, I don't really have any good story for that. It was just really hot and I was almost keeling over and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it was here in Seattle. How about LA there, Chris? Was there, was there any, uh, I mean, that's so funny you say that. <laughs> I feel like that story you just told could be told by any single person I, in yeah. the United States, the continental United States. I assume that's true. Yes. Today. Yes. This week, it has been so hot. It's been hotter than a pig's anus, I tell you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, same thing. Uh, I wasn't out being active or backpacking, but I was also keeling over in the heat. Uh, but that's, that's you know, talking about the weather is, is boring. I, all I would want to say is uh, last week I was telling a story about how I, uh, my, me and my, my ex-fiance ended up getting married. And that was very, very fun, very sweet, very great. And and just kind of talking about the the ceremony a little bit. Mm-hmm. She's so this is how she talks to me, Colin. I, I want to give an example of what married life is like. Oh, okay? okay, I'm excited. Yeah, things change like that. Okay, because one minute you're all lovey dovey, you're walking down the aisle, everything's great. You exchange the rings, and and now listen to listen to this. She listened to the episode from last week, and she came at me with this. She said, "Hey, you dumb idiot! You <laughs> what are you fucking stupid?" Are you, are you the dumbest little piece of shit I ever did see? And I said, oh, maybe, yes, ma'am. She said, that's right, you are, you dumb piece of shit. Why didn't you mention in your wedding story on the podcast about what song we kissed and walked uh, off the, uh, down, back down oh, the aisle to? Oh, my God. Wait, can I guess? What song did we walk down the aisle to? Can I guess? And 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 I'll, and I'll tell you. I'll give you a hint, Colin. You can certainly can guess. Mm-hmm. I'm not bringing it up on Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast, for no reason. Because it's not a Green Day song, right? Or is it? No, it is. It's relevant. Oh, it's relevant oh, to oh. what to re, to a Green Day podcast. Why would I, the host, not bring the? She said, "That's what she said to me." She's like, "You dumb shit. You dumb motherfucker." <laughs> and I was just like, oh, "Okay, for one, ouch. Take it easy. You're hurting me." And uh, for two, you're completely right. I should have, that should have been the only thing I said. Mm-hmm. That should have been the, the lead. I buried the lead. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, that's, it was a Green Day. Colin, what Green Day song do you think it was? I mean, let's be real. Like, is it Good Riddance? No, let's be real. No. Okay, okay, wait, wait. Uh... Hi, hi, I'm a cliche. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just thought I'd check, you know. I assumed it'd be that Jessica Lee and good Mayfield first song, but... Um. Oh, we walked we walked down the aisle to a Jessica Leigh Mayfield song. Yeah, seeing stars, and, and then we walked uh, exactly seeing stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great, great artist, mm-hmm. uh, Jessica Leigh Mayfield, awesome album. Oh yeah. Um, but okay, the, wait, tell me the, the album what we walked off to. Album. The album. Yeah. Warning. 
Oh, warning. okay. Oh, waiting. Nope. Uh, uh, that'd be a good one. Macy's Day Parade. Nope. Oh, man. Um. Last guess. Okay, okay. Uh. <laughs> Blood, sex, and booze. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been so funny. Oh, her parents would have really loved that. Oh, I'm sure. No, we <laughs> we 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 walked off, and it was so sweet. Her brother was playing it on acoustic guitar, which was awesome. Oh, so it cool. was like a live rendition nice. as well. He's he's a musician, I should add. Oh, cool. He, like a like a touring musician. He not like a, a not bedroom musician. Yeah. Actually does it. <laughs> he we he played us church on Sunday. Oh my God! That yes, that makes sense. I should have thought of that. Which we love, and that's a great, that's a perfect wedding song, I think. It's, it's fun to dance to. <laughs> yeah, will you come with me on Friday night? Oh, yeah. And it's it's like, it's the balance. It's it's essentially like, and let's compromise. It's like the perfect wedding Green Day song, I think. It's what, a, it's a, a aspirational relationship where you can have the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. I gotta, yeah, I gotta go back and check that song out again. I, I can't quite remember it very well. Yeah, get your shit together, I'm man. So Come on. sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyway, so that's that was a belated. Um, hopefully, she won't scream and hit me so much this time. For forget it. I hope I didn't forget anything else. <laughs> Chances are good. Love you. Love you very <laughs> much, Sandy. Um, anyway, so th- that's that's enough about us, Colin. We should get on to some more business. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, we would hop right into some GDN right now. Of course, Green Day news, but uh, no GDN this week. No, nothing nah, new is happening, I, no. really. There's nothing out there. Nothing, nothing big's happening. Yeah, we cares? scoured the, the internets for you, and and there was nothing there. I swear. Yeah, and I'm sure one of you nerds is going to be like, "Well, actually, but no, okay, just eh, no, let it go. No, not this week. <laughs> instead of doing GDN, we're we're going to instead throw it back to an oldie but a goodie, one of our favorites that has kind of been long forgotten, but. No more, because we're going back in time. Colin, it's time for an episode of Where Were You? Mm. Where were you? I almost forgot this segment, yes. This is one of our flagship segments. It's, of course, where we go back and look at the little boys that we were Mm -hmm. at the time of, of the release of the album we're talking about that week. This week, of course, this is Foreverly. And that was released in November 2013. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Colin, I just got a real quick question. Uh, November 2013, where were you? You know, I, I was thinking about this, and I, I realized that was actually the uh, the fall semester. It's basically my first semester in uh, college, actually. Um, so I was living in the dorms, first time in Seattle, didn't know a single soul. And uh, I spent the first few months of my career career here uh, just sitting in my room, reading the Game of Thrones series, the books, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I remember when this album came out too, and and I thought I should give that to one of my parents just because like the Nora Jones thing, and like I figured they'd be oh because they did they like Nora oh, Jones oh they love Nora Jones yeah I mean you know my parents like of course they love Nora Jones a good parent loves Nora Jones mm-hmm. that's just. <laughs> A rule. It's a fact. Right. Yes. Yeah. Parents are they they go in for Nora. <laughs> Can't blame them. True. True. And well, I won't lie. I didn't get the get this as a gift, but I should have because it's a great album, and they would have loved it. And so maybe I still will. Who knows? 
anyway, yeah, I don't really have much to say about this album. I think I listened to it once when it came out and and enjoyed it, but kind of just forgot about it. And uh, oh, cool. And and you were just like wrapping up your first semester at college. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was, it was kind of a weird time in, like a in, time in anyone's life, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sort of creating a new life for yourself a little bit. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all there was to it. How about you, Chris? You're a couple oh, years older you hear, than you hear me. Hear the sound. What's One that? Second. Do you hear this? Oh yeah, is that a plate? Okay, that was the sound of me taking my pants off because it's so fucking hot in here. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm sorry. This is—it's not a visual medium. You don't have to worry about it, but I, it had to be done. You're okay, a, you're a monster. Now the podcast starts to get sexy. Um, no, it and always then, was. And it never stops, baby. <laughs> Foreverly, 2013, November 2013. I—it's funny. You were just entering college. I had straight out of high school i graduated high school in 2012 i went to a school up in the bay area and i really it didn't wasn't a good fit Mm -hmm. uh i was going as like a theater major the theater and (laughs) i decided i wanted to do something else particularly film but really anything else um i described on the uno episode about walking from that school in the bay like two miles to go pick up a copy of uno on the day it came out and being like very heartbroken and disappointed mm-hmm. when it wasn't everything I, when it wasn't american idiot too right, right. essentially yeah and um, <laughs> and and then so yeah as i meant, talked about before the trilogy came out and i you know i feel i think how a lot of people feel that it was just underwhelming i didn't really get that into it and after this is billy's first release after trey I didn't re- I didn't put two and two together on that. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting thing to kind of look at where were you, Billy Joe, at this time? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I, you were entering your first year of college. I was entering my first year at my new college, mm-hmm. uh, Chapman in Orange County, which is now like a a place where there's hate crimes happening all the time. Or uh, the people from Chapman are on Fox News, and I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm so deeply embarrassed by it. Only in Orange in the film County. School, it's, yeah, it's unrelated. Classic Orange, Orange County. County. Yeah, what can you do? Um, I, I manage. I'm just glad I'm not there currently. Let's just say that. But I, I I sound so negative. I love and appreciate all my time there and all the great friends. And I met my wife there and blah 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 blah. So it's you know, college can be great, but. <laughs> <laughs> just be aware that like, everything's everything's when, a shade when, of gray i think that's just the best way of putting it yeah when the history professor starts like pushing birther conspiracies you know that oh boy that is uh, extreme there's a certain yeah there's oh some my. fucked up shit going on yeah um and so that's a bummer but i was i was at the time i was so excited to be going there because it, it was a beautiful school it was more close to the San Diego where I grew up. It was more like a climate I was used to. Um, I, I already had friends who were going there. And I was I was in the film school, which I, th- I thought was much more worth my time than a theater d- degree, which is so funny because <laughs> they're like apples and oranges, worthless. But I, I really, <laughs> I'm glad I, you recognize really, that. <laughs> yes, but I was excited. And I, and I think I've proven that there there is more opportunity yeah. in media you've, especially you've uh, well. going forward yeah. than there is uh than in theater especially these days <laughs> where you're not allowed um so that yeah i and so i knew this that's just all kind of where i was 
I was very happy. I was feeling like things were kind of getting back on track for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I completely ignored this album. Oh, wow. I knew it was coming out. I, I knew the premise. I, I had heard snippets and I saw Billy and Nora perform at the Grammys later that year, I believe. Ooh, wow. And, and they played together and that was cool. But that was the first time I actually heard a full track of them singing mm-hmm. together. I, I completely, I think it maybe because the trilogy and I didn't like it or I was just kind of in this new environment. I was kind of running away from Green Day, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I took a kind of a break in my intense fandom. While everything was changing and I didn't like their last album. So I just wasn't tracking it. And I was kind of like, yeah, oh, fuck that. I don't care. And I don't know. I feel a little differently now. Uh, yeah. It would have been cool to listen to then. Yeah. Like this is more of a an interesting project than the trilogy for sure. Right. So. Right. I mean, better late than yeah, never. I, then, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about it now. Exactly. But at, yeah, at the time, I never, I, I, and I think same with you, Rick. I didn't l- really listen to it. No, at all. no, not seriously. Yeah, I mean, I think I listened to it once, and and that was yeah, I enjoyed it. I was kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of song or albums like this, and so I moved on. I mean, there was this kind of this like joke, and I read it like in a couple articles researching for this, where they're like, oh, like the Billy Joe went to Broadway, and now he's doing like folk country covers with Nora Jones. Like, oh. It's always like the least <laughs> punk thing you could that. do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, do, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, I think it's cool that he explores stuff. But at the same time, right after the trilogy, it was kind of like, Billy. And I think I felt this a little bit. I was like, dude, you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Are you just trying to sink all your cred with everyone? And that's not a fair opinion. That I Yeah, I think that's kind of goofy. I don't remember thinking that. Um, but I, I do get the idea, you know, like, oh, he's not doing what what a punk should be doing, basically. But... I, I, I saw some comment on one of the YouTube videos and I was that it was like, well, this is like pretty much the punkiest thing he could do because no one wants him to do it. And so I was like, oh, I kind of vibe with that a little bit. Yeah. Sure. I, I can hear that. Yeah. And and as I said, I don't I don't think that's an evolved opinion. No. But I, I wasn't very evolved at the time. And I think <laughs> I did have that a little bit where I was just like, and this because I like Nor, I had Nora Jones records, but I, it was more that I was just like, this fucking he's just fucking off. Mm-hmm. He didn't take it seriously anymore. Like he's he doesn't he gives us like those albums and then he just does like this. Like what the he's even fucking care about us. I I, I felt I had a chip on my shoulder yeah. for sure. <laughs> I mean I understand I understand the yeah. vibe. <laughs> Anyways, that's I think that's where we were, right, Colin? That sounds about right. Yeah. Where were you? Uh, so that was 2013. Uh, let's hop into some facts for the album of the week. Yep, let's do it. Of course, this is Foreverly from 2013. Um, the reason it's called Foreverly is, of course, it is a collection of songs by the Everly Brothers. It's covers. Uh, and they are very famous kind of pop folk duo from the 1950s 1960s and they were very famous for their double harmony that it was always that they're two brothers and one singing the melody one singing a harmony mm-hmm. and it's a very iconic sound it influenced a bunch of the music in the 60s through today yeah um and and, and this is essentially a cover of their second album songs our daddy taught us yes yeah and and I I always thought that their whole thing reminded me a lot of like uh, old school Ava Brothers. Well, I guess I should say the Ava Brothers are like new version of the Everly Brothers. 
because they they do sort of the same thing. I don't know if if and I can hear that like kind of very rootsy, mm-hmm, rootsy country rock, country folk. folk. Yeah, um, yeah. They both sing on most of their songs. I think there's yeah. They mainly do melody and harmony. Oh, and they are brothers. That's and they right. are brothers. Yes, that's because they're called the Avit Brothers. You idiot, Chris. <laughs> yes, that's right. They are brothers. I I believe they're called the American Response to uh, Mumford and Sons or something. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're like, we can play subpar folk rock too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, actually, um, don't hate. I, I actually do like the Avid Brothers. <laughs> no, I know. I, I actually, to be honest, I haven't gotten as into them as I I have all their albums. I should listen to you them more. You do? Oh, but, weird. Well, like just on digital, because I think you gave them to me. Oh, yeah. Um, that's probably it. And everything I hear, I really like. I, but I, I just haven't done like a deep dive. Yeah. But I, I know the Avid Brothers are very well respected. They're friends with Jessica Lee A. Mayfield. So I know they're all. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. It's cool. all good in the family. Yeah. yeah. They they did, I think, an album together or something. Oh, shit. I got it. In any that case. Out. Okay. Uh, the da- Songs Our Daddy Taught Us by the Everly Brothers. It was a, a selection of songs, the title would suggest, right? That the brothers learned when they were little kids from their father. Mm hmm. And. I just want to note that I think this album is obsessed with fathers, oh, uh, more yeah. specifically daddies. I I mean yes yes, but I think it's more like parents in general too. I think I think there's there's a couple motherly songs too, or that at least include some strong motherly figures. Oh, there there certainly are, but there's something about this that's just like daddy, daddy, please <laughs> love me, daddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we'll, we can get into that on the one by ones. Um, Armstrong, and when I say Armstrong, of course I mean Billy Joe Armstrong. He said kind of at the inception of this uh, and how he met Nora Jones was that he sang together with Stevie Wonder and his band and a whole bunch of people, and that's how I first met Nora. And by the way, sidebar: what a fucking crazy like Billy Joe can just start a story it's like so yeah chill. we sang with Stevie Wonder yeah. and that's how we met. Wait, what? You did what? Oh my god, that's amazing. Uh, I, I, that's a, that's so cool. Picturing Billy and Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. riffing on the old Vox, um, and he, then he said later he got into the Everly Brothers record and thought it was beautiful. Uh, he says I listened to it every morning. I thought it would be cool to remake the record because I thought it was sort of an obscure thing and more people should know about it. But I really wanted to do it with a woman singing because I thought it would take on a different meaning, maybe broaden the meaning a little bit as compared to hearing the song sung by the two brothers. So my wife, well, we all know the lovely 80, mm-hmm. uh, that's me saying that, not Billy, like over-introducing his wife. Um, <laughs> so my wife, my wife said, why don't you get Nora Jones to do it? And I was like, well, I kind of know her. I mean, we have Stevie Wonder in common. F- again, and then he brings it full circle. That <laughs> cool son of a bitch. God damn it. Um and and then he describes they so he called her and they kind of met up and said it felt kind of like a blind date. It's kind of a weird way to describe it, honestly. But okay. Well, I get it because it's like you've you, you've not done music really together before and right. having to like feel yeah. each other out. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the first time we did a record of this podcast. That's okay. Fair it's, enough. That's a good point. Except except sense. imagine we didn't even know each other. Oh, that's different because we know that each would other. Be horrible. But that's the whole thing. Although he's we, saying is like I I I'd met her once and then I was like, hey, do you want to do a record together? Yeah. Like that's a that's pretty extreme. It's like asking someone out. In a yeah, day. I'm I'm surprised that that they were both down for it and it worked so well right off the bat. 
pretty much right. I know. I'm mostly yeah. surprised it works so well. Yeah. Um, and then and then the big thing about the Everly Brothers, and I actually listened to the original record today. Oh, I haven't uh, because that I'm out I'm yet. familiar with some of the stuff, but I I hadn't heard this whole album like mm-hmm. the, the original just all the way through. So I I listened to it, and the whole big thing there is it's just the two of them and their guitars, like their two voices, their two guitars, and someone on stand up bass. So it's very sparse. All the songs are incredibly simple mm-hmm. and and haunting. All the all the same. Yeah. So uh, Billy and Nora only were joined by a bassist uh, named Tim Luntzel and drummer Dan Reeser. So they they added drums, which I'm really glad they did. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Colin, we'd recognize this happy man. We'd recognize this fun figure. It was engineered by Chris Dugan. I know. Where have I heard that name before? I was I was wondering that. So the Green Day, all the other Green Day stuff. It's Green Day, baby. All of it? Not all of it. No way. Well, no, 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 not all. But he's he's worked with them for a very long time. Okay. He, I think yeah. he was the main guy on Foxborough, oh, and then he's okay. he's engineered a ton of their other Green Day stuff. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. all over there. He's part of the family. Boy, you're good with names, Chris. I must say, I, I just cannot remember. Well, names he's for the life he's got a me. good name. What can I say? He does, Chris. I must say. That just Dugan. That has a nice ring to it. Oh, I like Dugan. That's yeah. Oh yeah, of course you like Chris. <laughs> But you like the Dugan, and that's I interesting. I do like the too. Dugan, yeah. Yeah. I prefer Lil Chris, not just Chris. Lil Chris Dugan. <laughs> Lil Chrissy Dugan. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm here to I'm here to make the record, Billy. Uh, but so that yeah, so that's cool that he's he's back. Um and and this this received pretty good reviews mm-hmm. from critics, despite yeah. all my bitching earlier. This actually was kind of well received it has a 71 mm-hmm. out of 100 on metacritic the the uh, mecca for aggregated reviews that's right and it's the only scale i care about if exactly. i like something and then metacritic tells me i'm wrong i'm like okay i guess i was wrong <laughs> that's actually happened to me before i feel really guilty about it i re-listened Wait, to, re-listened to something after i found out it was rated poorly and decided i was wrong the first time what 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 do you remember which album it was Oh, I don't remember. No, I think it's happened. Oh, come on! Yes, times. you do. No, I actually don't. I think it's happened multiple times. B- but back to Foreverly, Colin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it, it sold okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's only it, it. Not that surprising, you know. Yeah, it, it debuted at number forty on the Billboard two hundred and uh, sold eighteen thousand copies its first week. Uh, and then, it, interestingly, it, it saw a boost after Phil Everly died in 2014. Mm-hmm. And it, it went to number 19 on the Billboard 200. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, Billy, they kind of benefited from the, the death boost. Interesting. It, yeah. I wonder if the Everly, if Phil Everly would have rather you just bought the album that he made and the, all the money would go to him. But <laughs> Perhaps, perhaps. What that's you know? Yeah, I'd be curious to see or to hear what uh, what he thought of it before he passed away. Of course, um, and yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, and and what's his brother's name? Is his brother still alive? Or yes, of course. Um, uh, I, I I shouldn't say yes, of course. I believe he is. Uh, and I am I am floundering here. You're googling it right it's now. So embarrassing. <laughs> Of course, of and of course, Colin, you simple, simple bitch. It's Don Everly and Phil Everly. Wait, oh, I actually and, definitely have heard that before. Fuck. And I know that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I know that, and I didn't have to look it up, and it was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, you you, you liar! You me. definitely googled that. Nope, <laughs> it was uh, it was just there. I'm just a very smart person. Okay, well well rounded, and I don't just listen to Green Day music. Okay, <laughs> so that's let's said, hop into the, yeah. the let's hop into the one by ones. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's I think it's about time for that. Okay, so uh, let's see. We'll start it off with the first track is uh. uh Oh, sorry. Do you do you want to do a little intro for this? You have a little transition. Oh, what we, oh, oh no. Yeah, well, it's not very organic if I if we announce it. No, <laughs> no you go ahead. You you do the transition. Oh God, that's a lot of pressure. Well, this is Roving Gambler. Okay, I can't come up. I don't know how you. I don't know how you come up with these. It's Roving Gambler. I am a roving gambler. I gambled all around. Whenever I meet with a deck of cards, lay my money down, lay my money down, lay my money down. This is a traditional folk song. Uh, some of these are credited to their original writers when they can be traced, but a lot of them are just as the album title of the Everly Brothers suggests Songs Our Daddy Taught Us. They've just been passed down mm-hmm. through generations. Yeah. I think the first thing I notice is just how well their voices meshed on this this one, uh, Billy and, and Nora. Yeah, it's really it's really smooth, yeah. actually. It's it's very clean. And I, I, I saw some review that said something like along the lines of his his like grating voice was sort of smoothed out with her supple voice and then uh you know sort of vice versa as well which i, I kind of feel i don't know about the words word choice but yeah yeah i i wouldn't say grading but he certainly has a more halting delivery mm-hmm. um you know and, and i think nasal, billy doesn't get enough credit stuff. what's that yeah nasally that yeah. for sure I, I just think billy doesn't get enough credit for how good his falsetto can be that's true um that's true. And, and I, so I think it doesn't surprise me that he can do all this. Mm-hmm. But there are certain songs later where you definitely hear that he's the lead singer of Green Day. Like, <laughs> he can't hide it. That's true, know? yeah. I, I Yeah, I think it was one of the more surprising ones for him to do that. And he did sound a bit more uh, Green Day-esque. But, but we'll, we'll get to that one. Um, for, yeah, for this one, for Roving Gam- Gambler here, uh, I listened to the commentary tracks that Billy and Nora released talking about each one of the songs going through. Uh, and so I'll be referencing a lot of the stuff that they said, but they, they kind of just summed this up by, by saying the title says it all. It's about a traveling salesman gambler who gets in trouble with another gambler and shoots him dead. Mm-hmm. And, and so all these are kind of, you know, the songs are classic folk tales. Yeah, and yeah. And if that's not a classic, I don't know what is. Yeah. And by and large, these are all just very depressing stories. Um, I think we'll no we'll, kidding. We'll some soon come to realize that this is the first of many deaths on yeah, this album. Yeah. And in this one, at least the like main character kind of deserves it. You know, earlier in the song, he's kind of acting like a dick. Um, yeah. Well, because he shoots someone and then he gets hung. Yeah. Yeah. And he also like. I don't know, runs off with some lady and then he leaves her somewhere. And he leaves her in El Paso. That's what it is. Um, yeah, each verse is like sh- increasingly shitty things happening. Yeah, yeah. Like um, that are his fault. Yeah. 
uh, I love the harmonica. And yeah, I, I like how the band the band slowly comes in. Mm-hmm. It, it, it ends up with a great like kind of sense of rhythm, even though it's very simple. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I was surprised this whole album with how interesting it could be with so few instruments, and uh, overall, relatively simple chord progressions and melodies and everything too. Um, yeah, the melodies do carry it though, and and again, I think because these are just like standards. You know, th- these are have been honed over generations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To be as simple and catchy as, and effective as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do love the harmonica um, in this song, and, and there's much yeah, more that harmonica to solo too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think this is a great opening track. Mm-hmm. Um, g- going forward, the, the album Songs Our Daddy Taught Us, the original by the Everly Brothers, uh, the first track is Roving Gambler, as is the, the same last track on here, Put My Little Shoes Away. Uh, but Nora was talking about how they, they wanted to start the album and end the album the same way, but then they reshuffled the songs in between. That is interesting. So everything, yeah, so they, they kept the tail ends, but everything else is sequenced differently than it is on the original album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they just were kind of making judgment calls on how to give it more momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, who knows if w- which one's better? I, I can't say. Right, right. I mean, it's all subjective anyway. It's all subjective, and hey, man, you know, in a hundred years, we'll all be long time gone. That is our track two there. Long time gone. <laughs> or by the way, like in five years, we'll all be long time the way things are going. <laughs> you're such a. You're such a. And made me lonely. I tried to be. This is the lead single of the yeah. this album, of this cover album. Um, and it's a bit slower than Roving Gambler. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. It's It's got a... I, I like it, but it's a little bit repetitive. I think there's some great piano bits, um, piano flourishes. And uh, I love the bass. I, yeah, I love the piano. Yeah, yeah, the piano is is great and the bass like sort of walks into the choruses which is fun too yeah I, I i i like this one i think it's a good choice for a single that maybe there are others i would have chosen before mm-hmm. uh, but but this is a this is one of the best ones for sure uh, nora said that this was her favorite on the record actually so that might explain why that's it was probably why single. yeah uh, and she and she described it as less of a murder song than a country song <laughs> which on this album is actually a, a hard ask it's it's surprising, yeah. Billy revealed that Nora plays the guitar solo about halfway through, uh, and he loves it, and, and he described it as the first song where they really clicked. Oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Interesting. Yeah, so they actually trade trade solos throughout some of these songs, which is really cool. I, I do like how sort of, uh, like from everything I've heard about this album, it seems like a lot of the decisions the, the two of them made on the album were very like sort of in the moment. 
type things, you know? They didn't really plan it out yeah. a whole lot. They're just kind of like, we're going to do this cover, we're going to switch th- some things up, and we're going to... Yeah, I don't know. They only recorded everything in two sessions, in fact. That's right. They Yeah, they think they did like a five-day session and then a two-day session. Yeah. And weeks apart. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, it, it's, it's effective. I, and I think Nora said she liked having the space to go back and... Mm-hmm. And, and get stuff tighter if they wanted to. Right, um, right, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's pretty cool. You can hear her solo right there. That's fun. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Long Time Gone, of course, was written by Frank Hardford and Tech, Tech, sorry, Tex Ritter, uh, as well as being a traditional song. So hmm. the, there were many hands on this one, um, and the Everlease. Just gave it a clean pass, and now here's Billy and Nora giving it one more. Uh, we sh- things go so fast, Colin. It feels like sometimes we're riding the Lightning Express. <laughs> uh, track three. The way is... these songs are passed down, it just flies by. It's... Yeah, yeah, it's it zooms by. The Lightning Express from the depot so grand and started. That were on board seemed to be happy and gay. But one little boy who sat by himself was reading a letter he had. Like track three of the Lightning Express, of course, written by Bradley Kincaid. I'm going to keep saying, of course, even though I have no clue who these people are. Okay? Mm-hmm. Of course, Bradley Kincaid. Oh, everyone knows. Oh, he's, I don't. he's a famous, sorry. famous character. Um, this, this is a real sad song. This is one of the saddest stuff. on this album. It, it sort of goes over uh, a boy who's trying to, he initially says, go visit his best friend on the train. And then it turns out his best friend is actually his mom. And he doesn't have any money like to pay for the train and the conductor's like about to kick him off the train and then some rando like lady or girl i think it says uh pays for his his ticket basically um yeah and then and he reveals that his mom oh and and his mom's about to die i don't know if i said that yeah that's the whole that's what's so yeah so sad and 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 that was really really the main talks about (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the saddest part. <laughs> he left that off. Um, happy <laughs> thoughts. I appreciate first. it. You're like, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. We don't have to talk about it. But the, and, and Billy's <laughs> talked about, like, you know, it's about this, as you said, this kid being almost kicked off and then passengers shilling for him, getting him a ticket because he explained, you know, I have to go see my mom. She's dying. He's crying. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, that must be like a true, these songs are old and told many times but that at one point had to have been a true story yeah yeah i mean before it became a song and that's you know that's, that's kind of pretty haunting yeah seriously yeah um i think this is the first song on this album that has a very much of a lullaby type vibe to me although the whole album does there's a few songs that are, that are just like the image of a lullaby you know and this is one of the main ones for me I I agree, man. And like the melody could just lull you to sleep if you weren't yeah. paying attention to the lyrics. Yeah, that three four. Are, I think it's a three four time thing. 
something about that always makes it feel very relaxing. Mm. That's a really, bum, that's bum, actually a really bum, good bum. note, definitely. Bum. And and continuing on the musician uh, angle, I, w- I would say Nora talked about sneaking in a third melody into the chorus of this song. Oh yeah, because uh, a lot of times songs are built with three, you know, the the melody, uh, someone singing melody, and then two people harmonizing o- mm-hmm. over them, at, at like a fifth and seventh, or however you would want to do it. Yeah, and. The whole thing about the Everly Brothers is that they were two, one melody and then one harmony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she kept wanting to add more. And, right. and they'd be like, oh, no, no, we're sticking to the way they did it. And then on this one, they finally agreed that it was it was okay to add this third melody. And she talks about, or pardon me, third harmony. And she talks about imagining that the third harmony was like the voice of the little boy. Oh. Uh, talking and begging, mm-hmm. which is even uh, beautiful and creepy, but mostly creepy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, before we fall asleep and have some nightmares about a train, let's let's move away from these things of, of death <laughs> and and just move on to old age, right? Sounds good. Time for silver silver haired daddy of mine. Mm-hmm. In the mountains Bravely fighting the battle of time It's a dear one who's weathered my sorrows Tis that silver hair daddy of mine If I could recall the heartaches this, this is a Gene Autry and jimmy long song of course oh yeah yeah we all know the yeah. famous autry and long well, we know gene autry rotting duo that's right so sort of this is the first song where i i really start to ask what's the deal with all these daddies <laughs> i think i think the everly bros might have some daddy issues perhaps perhaps yes um this is sort of it's really just about talking about literally your father and being like oh i wish i could like make him young again that's sort of the whole song right there um yeah un- undo the years of pain mm-hmm. as, as he's aging yeah there's a cool piano solo that i really like um near the end of the song and uh the music video there's also a music video for this this song um, oh cool yeah and I, I checked it out and it's honestly not it's pretty underwhelming um, it's just a bunch of like random clips from old movies like put together uh, huh like really unrelated to the whole song but it's fine I don't there's know no, there's no silver haired daddies in the video there's not even a silver haired well there might be I'm not sure but oh, I'm sorry if you're gonna make a video for this song I expect to see multiple silver haired daddies that's what I I'm want a thinking. parade of yeah. silver haired daddies yeah, Please. all dressed in leather, yes. carrying whips. Oh, oh Anyways. God, okay. Now we know Chris's yeah. darkest fantasies. Yeah, when I say that the Everly Brothers have, have daddy issues, uh, maybe I'm, I'm looking too much into things. But I, I just say a lot, of this, this album's called Songs Our Daddy Taught Us, and then they're like, so, so, and then their daddy's like, and I want you to sing about me in my old age and wish that I was young again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, daddy. 
It's like, I want you to put on this <laughs> album that I, a song, and you want you to credit me in the name of the album. Mm. Yeah, they're just, I just think there's a lot of daddy. That's yeah. all. And I mean, if, if your silver-haired daddy, you know, perhaps passed away, you know, one place where you might have to bury him is, is down in the Willow Garden. Oh, very good. Very good. That brings us to track five, Down in the Willow Garden. I tried so hard on that one. Down in the Willow Garden Where me and my love did meet As we sat a cold Colin, I that was a good one and as a smooth transition, you know, here's a here's a gold star and I and I want to tell you I wish this song was about burying your daddy down. Yeah. I mean, that would be Willow much Garden. happier than what this song really is. That, I would prefer that Truly. every day. This is I I think I could pretty safely say this is the maybe creepy isn't even Well, I kind of think it is creepy though. It's both creepy, it creepy. and dark and horrible. Um, Nora Jones described this song as creepy and swampy. Yes. Yes, swampy. Wow, yeah, that is a good word for it, though, yeah. Um, It's uh, Down in the Willow Garden was written by, is credited to Charlie Monroe and also a traditional song, Mm -hmm. uh, Untraceable. Uh, It's a traditional Appalachian murder ballad about a man facing the gallows for the murder of his lover, and essentially, if you listen to these verses, they talk about he gives her poison wine, he stabs her, and he throws her in a river. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so like three, like a Rasputin killing. Like yeah. They really, yeah. they go whole hog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, and he does here. It is described in explicit detail in the lyrics, for sure. Uh, it's kind of horrible. Yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty weird. It's not pleasant. No. Because it's so hauntingly beautiful the the melody and the music mm-hmm. but it's like like i'm not i'm not frightfully timid but i'd say it's it is kind of like being sung by like a serial killer or something it's really oh, i know seriously it reminds me of like creepy. when whenever you know everyone has this moment in their life when they realize what uh you are my sunshine what that song is really about it's sort of oh, like yeah. that you know or oh my darling clementine oh yeah yeah exactly Fucking, but it, interestingly enough, Colin, the the folk stories story that this is based off of of, of the killing of the lover and and mm-hmm. all that is likely derived from Irish poems and folk tales. Oh God! And we are, of course, a very uh, Irish loud, family. proud Irish family. Oh God! Yeah. And isn't that interesting? It's, all, it's always made yes. me uncomfortable. The whole Irish obsession, I must say. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta distance ourselves from it because I just want. This little. is the type of shit that they were talking about in Ireland. Like, what does that say? Yeah, no. I this, think this. Hey, kids, gather around. I'll yeah. tell you a fun story. I mean, the I Irish, killed mom by the river. Yeah, the Irish have their pluses, but they also have plenty of uh, dark, <laughs> dark associations. I must say. I'll, I'll just say creepy. No wonder everyone drinks because this, this is. Oh a, my god! If we're doing creepy shit like this, these are your bedtime stories. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh. But, Colin, we don't, you know, we don't need to linger on this negativity, mm. I, I don't think. Um, 
it's if you if you want a little Halloween spook, turn that on. But if not, I think you gotta just throw in your little shoes, and, and that wasn't a good one. No, you almost had it. You're very you know what close. I should do. What? No, you know what I should do. What? Are you wearing shoes right now? Luckily for you, I am not wearing shoes right now. You're not wearing shoes. Well, who's gonna shoe your pretty little feet? <laughs> there we go. It was oh, so simple. It was right in damn, front of me. Damn! I wish I was wearing shoes right now. Shoot. You could just say you could just shut me down. <laughs> can't lie. I can't lie. Either way, that is our track six here. It's who's gonna shoe your pretty little feet? Your pretty little feet. Who's gonna glove your little hands? Who's gonna kiss your ruby red lips? Also, this this competes for creepiest on the album in my book. I think this is just a bizarre one. I don't really get it. Um, probably the most oh. probably the most lullaby of the album. Like it's very musical wise lullaby. Yeah. Um, but it's just creepy as hell. I think. I maybe I'm, I'm reading it differently, but I thought it was about being like sung to by your mom and your dad and being taken care of at home okay okay well let me read you the lyrics ready papa's gonna shoe your pretty little feet mama's gonna glove your little hands and i'm gonna kiss your ruby red lips woo oo 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 okay so far so good that's that's the main point i want to make So you think they're dead? Like they're dressing them? I think they're. I think it's like the remembering uh, being at home as a kid. No, I think it's kind of weird because, like, I think it's an older person interested in like kissing some young girl, basically. Oh, it's a parent. But it's, it's parent. Papa's gonna shoe, and then Mama's gonna glove, and then I, as in I am not your Papa or Mama. Like a third weird person. That's a gonna third come person who's lips. not not the father or mother. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So again, I think we're we're entering into more daddy issues. <laughs> Perhaps. I think we might have stumbled into them. Well, that you've made me reconsider, Colin. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, I, I thoughts, thought it was a third uh, please party. Please let us know. Yeah, no, I didn't think it was just the parents who were talking. Because like, what kind of parents Comments. kiss? Because what kind of parents kiss kiss the daughter on the ruby on that daughter's ruby red lips? That's the main thing, you know. If you if you have a thought on this, is who's gonna shoe your pretty little feet creepy or sweet, sweetly? Uh, yeah, comment on Podomatic on this episode if you have an opinion on that. I'm please, curious because I now do. I don't know what to think. Yeah, um, it definitely is a lullaby vibe though. It, it, before oh, yeah. it puts me to sleep, definitely. let's let's move on. Um, it, it's so fun we can do this, Colin, because we've known each other oh so many years. Oh my uh, God. Of course, that brings us to track seven. Oh, so many years. By Frankie Bales, no one, no one other. There, there you go. Of course, of course, of course. 
this is one of my favorites on the album. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. Yeah. It's just upbeat enough, you know. It's fun and bouncy. Um, there's a great guitar solo with, like, some help from the piano, which is really cool. Um, yeah, Billy talks about he, he plays the solo on this one, and mm. he said that was really fun. Yeah. He also described it, there, him and Nora described it as two people who have always been in love with each other, but their lives go in two different directions, and they kind of are saying, maybe we'll meet again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unrequited I'll love. I'll always love you. Yeah, yet another. Unrequited. And that's I, this is a very relatable one. Oh, um, yeah. That's a very relatable thing age, in life, I age think. Age-old story, I, yeah. A, a story as old as as age and i think that this it doesn't deal with murder at least explicitly and that really <laughs> helps it be an easier listen that's true yeah for this album it's one of the easiest even though it's still pretty sad yeah but it's sad in like a nice pop pop song way I, I, yeah i guess so it's not like i slayed you by the river while my yeah, daddy no, that's no, the other thing that other wrong. murder song like there's references to daddy like watching him hang <laughs> like there, there's so much daddy in this it's absurd it's I mean, almost like because in the if you read the lyrics i'm sorry to go back to the other one it's like he's saying daddy asked him to kill the girl wait no it's it's i don't i think it's fucking weird wait are you sure i i don't think that's true okay let's pause this song oh so many years okay we're going we're back pausing. to well, down we, in we the world covered that one right we covered that one uh, okay. Yeah, We've we did. We finished so many that years. one. We finished that one. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm just gonna go back real fast to, to down, down in the, the Willow Garden because I actually um, have this written down. This is the lyric. This is the second verse. Okay, Colin, I'm gonna read it out. My father sits at and his then, cabin door, wiping his tear dimmed eyes, for his only son soon shall walk to yonder scaffold. Like his his dad is upset that he did this. I think. No, but the, okay, but the second verse, my oh, my okay, dear boy, okay. is I drew a saber through her. It was a bloody knife. I threw her in the river, which was a dreadful sign. My father often told me that money would set me free if I would murder that dear little girl whose name was Rose Connolly. Wait, so he's like, he's standing to make money off of her death? Is that the point? I don't know how else to interpret that. But like, why would you make money off of this girl's death, though? That doesn't make. Any I think sense. he was saying like you can maybe maybe she was pregnant and he couldn't. He had he was. I have no clue. Oh God, that's even worse. That lyric makes me feel like his father had been like, "You gotta take care of this." And again, wow, it's doing wow. something for Daddy. Oh, Daddy, I'll kill her for you. Yes, Daddy. <laughs> I don't know. God, I don't know. I'm not convinced really on that. Um, but maybe. Okay. If you have an opinion on whether Daddy asked her to kill him or if Daddy's a good fellow, <laughs> uh, comment below on, on down in the, the Willow Garden Please. if you want to speculate about murder. Yes. Okay, so so we covered <laughs> Who's Gonna Shoot Your Pretty Little Feet. We covered Oh So Many Years. Let's move on to track eight, Barbara Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, this is a, a super famous song. Uh, I think it's one of the most covered songs of all time, apparently. Um, which is funny because I don't it was know if Susan I've ever... Urban. What's of course. Of course, Susan Urban uh, wrote this. Uh, oh the, yeah, yeah. The ob- traditional song, yes. Obviously, of course. Yeah. But yes, this is very recognizable. I I don't actually recognize it. I'll be honest. Uh, and it's fine. I don't really see why it's such a famous song. Like it's it's good, but it's not definitely not my favorite on this album or anything. I do like Billy's uh, like vocal inflections on this album or this song. I think we we discussed earlier. He has a couple tracks where he goes a little more punky on it like this sounds like the green day billy we know yes yes yeah like you can just hear it there on his voice he's got that yeah kind of to his voice it's not the high yeah yeah all right (laughs) get your fucking hands up yeah like he's, he's a little more rock star yeah and, and, and this one starts with him just singing alone and then Nora joins in later, which is also kind of a nice change. Yeah, I like it. And uh, storyline-wise... Um, this, yeah, this one has another... <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, you go ahead, but another No, no, you, you go ahead, you go ahead. Uh, if you insist, but I, I mean, I, <laughs> by all means interrupt. But okay. uh, a servant... Asks, so apparently this is about Barbara Allen. A servant asks Barbara Allen... This is back in the days when you had servants... A servant asked Barbara Allen to attend his sick master. This is back in the day when they had masters who were sick. She visits the bedside of the heartbroken young man who pleads for her love. She refuses. I guess Barbara Allen's quite a looker. Claiming that he had slighted her while drinking with friends. He dies soon thereafter. Barbara Allen later hears his funeral bells tolling. Stricken with grief, she dies as well. Real Romeo and Juliet vibe there. They are buried in this same church. A rose grows from his grave, a briar from hers. The plants form a true lover's knot. So that's the whole last lyric is is he he's died and she's died and the plants from their graves like intertwine. Mm. What do you think of this song, Colin? I mean, I I think again, I'm glad you said like this is back in the day. That whole thing. I think that whole part of it kind of bothers me a little bit. But I do kind of like the Briar and Rose thing. I think that's kind of cute. Uh, yeah. I just that's... feel like there's this song is proof that even in death, like women are uh, helpless to men objectifying them. Wait, why? She, she she's like, he's like, come here, love me, and she's like, no, I don't. That's her choice. She doesn't want to. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And then he dies for some reason. She just dies because of grief because all of a sudden she's like oh dear i should have i should have been with him oh okay, and then even okay, in I death she can't have her own she chose not to be with him this isn't her and and then even in death that he's like growing his roses thorns all over her he's got his thorny dick is is attacking wow. her briar wow i feel like, like you had a very she... intense reaction to this and, and while i see your point i i don't quite agree i mean i i yeah, I, I know that that's an age-old thing and is definitely not cool and or accurate, but it just doesn't quite strike me that way. It seems more like, and this can go both ways, men and women would be like, ah, oh, fuck him, like, or fuck her, like, it doesn't matter, like, they did something minor to me and so I'm gonna be stubborn. And then they, like, something drastic happens and they're like, oh, never mind, you know? Yeah, I hear you. I guess, you know... That's like an that's like, an age. I guess the story. question is, what did he do? How did he slight her when they were? Yeah, when yeah. Doing? You need the specifics. You need the specifics. Yeah, we need specifics here to yeah. really 
figure out who's right, who's wrong. <laughs> uh, Please comment. Please let us know what you yeah. think of Barbara Allen. <laughs> yeah, is Barbara Allen an asshole or is she justified? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's an interesting one. It, it's certainly a, a real reminder of how times have changed, that that used to be a real fun story for everybody. <laughs> so I thought the, I thought Allen. the part that was really fucked up was the whole servant thing. Like that part at the beginning was kind of kind of weird but either way yeah and i guess what i'm saying is like barbara allen is a servant to the her circumstance okay she, she but she like seems to lack any mobility of yeah. her own in the story but the master's servant is like like an actual servant like that's even worse oh no one's saying he doesn't have a the shit into the stick he f- for sure does that's terrible and i'm you know, th- thank God we don't have servants these days. We just have capitalism, which is a much more effective form of it. <laughs> but we don't need to get into all of that here. This is certainly not the the venue for that. Let's mosey on from Barbara Allen to rocking alone in parentheses in an old rocking chair. Ooh. Track nine. Sitting alone in chair I saw an old mother with silvery hair she seemed so neglected by those who should care rocking alone in an old rocking chair I think that this one is is like a spiritual like pair to the silver-haired daddy of mine song so it's basically the same thing basically the same thing but about the mom instead you know that's a really good thought yeah Uh, that's that's pretty much exactly right yeah because it also is like a lullaby Mm -hmm. it's this could just put you to sleep exactly um nora nora called it a lullaby in fact and but she said it's a lullaby for your grandma Mm. which is kind of what you just said it's yeah this is the opposite this isn't silver haired daddy this is old rock and share grandma mm-hmm. it's, it's it is kind of sad oh it's super sad it's one of the saddest which i know i've said a few yeah. times throughout this episode and they're, and they're all the saddest <laughs> they're yeah. all so sad but it's basically about like this mom who's like i really just kind of gotten shot on her whole life and yet she still just works so hard for the people she loves you know is really sweet yeah. but it's also just very sad anyways thank god for capitalism um so <laughs> I, I i think yeah I, I, well this song just isn't an example of oh okay how great how great everything is mm-hmm. i'm here to get my baby out of jail colin <laughs> okay uh that wasn't much of a transition That's, but that is our well, i just blurted time. it out yeah <laughs> i just was i just wanted to know if you've seen my baby I, I have not seen your baby. I am sorry about that. I'll keep an eye out, though. Okay. Uh, well, I was told my baby was here in jail, and I, I'm here to get my baby out of jail. Okay. Please. Okay. Are you are you a lady old and gray by any chance? Look, I'll be whatever you want to be, okay? I'll I'll go back there. I'll I'll, I'll touch your hoo-ha. I'll, I'll sign oh, anything. God, I just need to get no. my baby out of jail. Oh my God, okay. No. I, didn't I don't know how this place works. I just want to be totally upfront. I, I will do anything to make this happen Jesus as fast as possible. Christ. Well, good thing I'm not right? like a, a crooked warden. But either way. Um, oh, well, I wouldn't mind if you were a crooked warden. Jesus Christ. 
Anyway, I'm here to get my baby out of jail. Colin, it's track ten. Yes. I'm not in your town to stay," said a lady old and gray to the warden of the penitentiary. I'm not in your town to stay, and I'll soon be on my way. I'm just here to get my baby out of jail. Oh, warden, I'm just here to get my baby out of jail. I tried to raise my baby right. This this is a Nora-led track. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, this is by Carl Davis and Hardy Taylor, uh, of course. The mm-hmm. previous one was by Bob Miller, of course. But this is so cool. Uh, Billy said that they were trying to, they were talking about how to do something different than the the classic formula they kind of stuck to in all the other songs. Mm-hmm. And and Nora suggested that she sing the melody line and Billy come in later with the harmony. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so glad they did because I love I really hearing her like sing it. solo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's just not enough solo Nora Jones stuff out there. Anyway, yeah, it's about like this mom coming to a penitentiary trying to get her baby out of jail. Her dad, or the baby's dad, her husband was a drunk and died and uh yeah she's basically like i'll do whatever the fuck you want to get my baby See, out of jail. that's what i said yeah yeah hey what do, you, what do i gotta do whose leg i gotta hump to get my baby out of jail she, right she here? doesn't quite say that but yeah yeah it's a sad song again it's a sad song mm. it's about very people in sad circumstances yet another yet another yeah this I, i'd say this is unequivocally not the feel-good album of 2013 oh far far from it yeah Besides loving Nora's voice, I think the song has like a, a nice natural buildup where, where the drums get added in in a very satisfying way. Yeah. I think this is one of the more uh, drum, drum, drummy songs of yeah. the album. And then Billy comes in later with the harmony, which yeah. is also pretty. I agree. I, I think the drums are a surprisingly important part of this song considering how slow and, and relaxing it is otherwise. Yeah, it's important. Sometimes these songs are so slow and you kind of you need to keep the rhythm. Mm-hmm. So give it a little, little energy. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of energy, <laughs> uh, California's running out of it. And I'm scared. I'm thinking I might have to move to Kentucky. Ah, yes. I've been thinking the same thing. That is our track yeah. 11 here, Kentucky. By the way, it's just maybe my favorite song on this album. It's so good. It's really interesting. I love it. I, I like it a lot too. I think the beat is so strange and interesting. I, I can't even figure out exactly what they're doing. Um, like, is it like a three four with swing notes or like what what is it? Well, yeah, Billy described it as a Latin beat 
and and it was kind of engineered to make this sound less country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was talking about kind of not wanting the album to fall into this lull of, of it, where it's so predictable towards the end. Uh, you feel like, oh, it's all the same. So he kind of wanted to shake it up a little bit. Yeah, I- I'm glad he thought that because I-, I do start to yeah. get that vibe a little bit by the end of the album, you know. I do like every song, but I get to the point where like, yeah, they all kind of sound the same though, you know. I agree. And that's a large part, like the- that's part of what the Everly Brothers album is like. It, it all sounds even more the same mm-hmm. than these because there-, there are more instruments on this album, thank God. But I agree even with the changes they made this i would get a little drowsy by the end mm. maybe because they're all lullabies too about people dying yeah god damn it but i i it also i think this one has kind of like a 50s hawaiian pop vibe mm-hmm. you know which which i guess is not that far off from country yeah but, yeah i kind of vibe with that i didn't really think about it but i agree but I, yeah, I do like the rhythm. It's otherwise it probably could have been kind of a slower, boring song, but mm-hmm. they've made it lively. I mean, if they love Kentucky so much, why don't they marry it, right, Colin? This <laughs> song is just like they never shut the fuck up about Kentucky. It's true. It's true. The word Kentucky is repeated probably like twenty times, ten times. I don't know. Yeah, and everything's like, oh my, my love is in Kentucky. My parents are in Kentucky. Everything good's in mm-hmm. Kentucky. And Actually, it's like, hey, dude, travel, travel more, okay? <laughs> shit. All Go right. see the world. You know, I, I think we're giving it too much shit. I just counted. There's only eight Kentuckys. Only eight Kentuckys. Okay, well, I'd say that's seven too many. Ooh. ooh like, this guy just wants to bone Kentuckys. He's, what if there's a California many. song? How many? How how many Californias is appropriate? Well, no, that's okay because California is emphatically better. So, <laughs> un- until the big See, one comes. See, that's why everyone hates us, though, Chris. That's what I'm saying. I don't disagree with you. I, I do, in fact, think that California is the best state in the union. But, but that's because I live there. That's the thing. I'm not I don't even. I don't dick. even I, live there, and it's still the best state in the union. Well, because you were born and ra- we were both born and raised California. Mm-hmm. I and, wasn't and this even guy, really, this, though. To be honest, this Kentucky guy was born and raised Kentucky, so he's all about Kentucky. So that's natural. Maybe. Um, he should just travel more. That's all I'm saying. Perhaps, perhaps. Travel more. Shut the fuck up about Kentucky already. You get <laughs> Shit. it. All right. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm getting. I'm getting huffy, man. I'm. It might yeah. be. I'm getting it in a bad mood. Time. It might be time. Ah, oh, me it. to put my little shoes away. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same one. <laughs> um, that is our track. Uh, what is it? Thirteen. Thirteen. This is twelve. I believe. Oh, twelve. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, you're good. Track twelve is this twelve, the last track. Mm-hmm. Put my little shoes away. Mother dear, come bathe my forehead. For I'm growing very weak. Oh, my. 
And it was, of course, written by Samuel N. Mitchell and Charles E. Pratt. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, this, as I said earlier, is the last one they, on the actual Everly Brothers album, Songs Our Daddy Taught Us. And this was actually the last one that they recorded, Nora and Billy did, mm-hmm. uh, together. So that's kind of, it's nice they, they actually had some sense of Closure. chronological order and, and the recording process. Yeah. Enclosure uh, as well. No, definitely. Yeah. It is also yet another incredibly dark and depressing song. This is the, maybe the saddest fucking song. Well, I, and again, um, we've said that so many times this album, I don't even know. But like, it's, it's up there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they're all tied for, like, saddest, saddest. most horrible situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's about a, uh, a child on, on the child. The child's on his deathbed. And the child knows he's about to die and is, like, telling his mom to put his little shoes away. Yeah, and, like, Santa Claus isn't coming for me next year. Right. All, the, oh, all these, like, really like, depressing lines that are just like that. Yeah, just to rub it in, really. Stuff that, again... I don't know what people were into back then. I think it's it's it is weird because you know songs reflect the times that they're made in, and mm-hmm. these are all just so sad from hundred hundred years ago, probably a yeah. lot of their origins. Yeah. Uh, you know, if not more from was the life folk, really uh, that bad? Probably. Was. It's just a reminder. Yeah. I think that as you know, things aren't so great right now, but mm-hmm. this was a lot of these deaths. Uh, you know, losing a child, losing a parent too early. Um, killing your girlfriend by the lake. These were just things that everyone kind of had to accept back then. Because they were just in a part of life. Yeah, yeah, just reasonable things you could expect, yeah. Um, Yeah. I think one, the one verse that I just think is just over the top on this song, tell my loving little playmates that I never more will play. Give them all my toys, but mother, put my little shoes away. Yeah, it's a real fucking bummer. Yeah. At this point, the kids be like, hey, okay, hey, pump the brakes. You yeah, know? seriously. It's like, You're, okay, we get it. You're going to die. It's it's 1948. We gave you like a, a, a saltine cracker and like that's all we can afford. So like, please. <laughs> Dear Lord. We have five other kids. <laughs> Two of them who are also dying. Oh like, this is just God. how things are. Your father's down by the lake stabbing his, his, his ex- <laughs> his dad told him to go kill someone. Oh my god! Turns out it's his mistress, and who knew? I didn't. Oh my god! It's so like please, some biblical biblical shit. Hey, hey, Junior, put your own little shoes away. <laughs> Anywho, that was Foreverly. So that that concludes <laughs> Foreverly. Uh, it, I mean, what do you think, Colin? It's it's like at the end you're not it's not you're not pumped up necessarily no uh, no yeah there, there's some really pretty musicianship and, and all that yeah what are, what's your thoughts overall i mean again i'll reiterate i i love how simple it is uh, musically and lyrically and everything and yet really uh sort of enrapturing if you if you get into it and like for me like i had to read the lyrics but once i started reading the lyrics i like i definitely got into the stories and everything um and uh yeah yeah i think it's a good it's a great covers album and i still haven't listened to the original but i definitely will because of this which i think was kind of at least billy's whole intent you know yeah and i ended up doing it too which is cool Mm -hmm. and i discovered like i just left it on shuffle afterward 
and actually heard some music I really liked as well mm-hmm. uh, of the Everly Brothers not on this album. Oh, okay, cool. So that's like I'll definitely you know and maybe stuff that's a little more pop yeah. and a little less um, you know slitting your girlfriend's <laughs> neck after you poison her and you dunking her in the river. Right. So that's cool, and and it's yeah, that's the whole point of this project, and I think it's successful in that. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, yeah. It's not it's not fair to ask if you would cut anything because again this is a cover of an album. Yes, I agree. So that's not really an option for them. But is there anything that's not your favorite or I, your favorite? Like even if it was an original album, and so you could say like, oh, we should cut this. Like I don't think I would say that about any of the songs. I'm like scrolling through the track list right now. Like I don't. I think that they're all. They all have a good place on this album. Honestly. Um, yeah, my favorites would or I I sorry, we should we should move on to that after. What what would you cut? Oh, um again, yeah, I wouldn't really cut, but I'd say my least mm-hmm. favorite ones I wouldn't really care to listen to again would probably be put my little shoes away. It's mm-hmm. just so saccharine and sad that like I don't find a lot I don't enjoy that really. Um That's fair, yeah. Let me see. I I and and, and maybe the uh the rocking alone in an old rocking chair. Mm-hmm. That that one's so sad, and it's it's also so sleepy that it's. It, I always find myself uh, having a hard time focusing. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I get that. I do. I like. I just. I do really like the rocking alone. In my mind, at least, paired with silver haired daddy of mine. I feel like they're they just go together really well. That's yeah no and I agree and I think I if now that you mentioned I think I would also say that silver haired daddy's not my favorite. That's fair. Well. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and then lightning express is really beautiful, but it's very sad and yeah. long. Yeah. So that's uh, you know, but uh, yeah, what are your favorites? I, there's the other ones I really like. That yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I would I would almost certainly go with oh so many years as one of my top ones same um, i really like that one and kentucky i th- I think those two are easily the top two for me i'm not sure which one i like more okay um, yeah I, I like oh so many years i like kentucky a lot i also really like barbara allen okay um and long time gone of course i think long time gone is like the shining star of this album interesting okay. and, and roving gambler i actually really like roving gambler too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um those are all good. I'd like definitely. to make a playlist of like the non-murder songs. And <laughs> there's like two or three. That would be a funny P. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, people are gonna think I'm such like a, a wimp, but I'm sorry. I is that old fashioned? Like I don't like listening to about that stuff. I don't know. I think every everything in, in its own quantities, you know, there's probably too much of it here, but there is too much of it here. But a small amount yeah, of murder, like it's so concentrated. murder music can be fun. Yeah, that's true. Like if it was just one or two, it's just like the being just hammered over the head with it every yeah, other song. I feel that. that's kind of yeah. But it was hey, uh, it was different times. Um, so yeah, the, foreverly. That's cool. I, I don't. I think it was a cool left turn, and I think Billy proved that he's got like chops. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Which is which is cool. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts, Colin, before we head out? I uh, No, I haven't got anything else to say. Other than uh, I, I believe, I think our listeners should know that I, I think we've got one one episode left on us, if, if I'm correct. Is that right? I think so. I, I Unless I think of something like I did Foreverly, mm-hmm. where it was like last minute, I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we can't not do that. So yeah. 
I mean, it's. I'd like to say, yeah, this has become like a Billy centric podcast the past few weeks. It has past yeah. few episodes, which is which is all. Right. And I know, I know, Mike has like other side projects and stuff. I don't know if we need to go through those mm-hmm. here. I think we're kind of following the heart and soul of Green Day on this podcast, and and in this case, it is Billy. Yeah, and his voice and his guitar playing and his songwriting. Yeah, yeah. So. That's true. That's how I justify that in my mind. Uh, but yeah, I think next time we're going to be doing our odds and ends episode, which mm-hmm. will be it for us for maybe a little while. Yeah. Just in, until Green Day does more shit. Exactly. You know, because exactly. we've kind of run out of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but th- that'll be a big, chunky episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we will be doing uh, our, our 15 track best ofs to both of us. Yes, I think we should do. Uh, we're, I, yeah, we're we're calling it our best of album. We're limiting ourselves to fifteen tracks, and, and we I think you can sequence as you want. Yes. It would be a cool album. It can be yeah. it can be chronologically or not, whatever you think is best. Yeah, and then we will also have some honorable mentions for mm-hmm. stuff that we love but just couldn't fit on. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. But I'm very excited to I see how too. our what the differences are in ours. That, that should be fun. Yeah, that might be in a couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. we'll see. And uh, we've been working so hard for y'all. Yeah, been work. We've been sweating, and it's it's so hot. I'm sweating like a pig's anus, and and I'm mm-hmm. um, once again I'm a cowboy. Oh, full circle. Thank you so much for listening to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. Of course, you can listen to us and subscribe and comment and do all the downloads and. You know, just check in on Podomatic.com. You can also listen to us on the Apple Podcast Store and Spotify Music. If you have any friends who are into Green Day or think would enjoy laughing at two idiots who are into Green Day, definitely share and send around. And if you want to reach out, give us any GDN or suggestions for stuff that we should cover in Odds and Ends, uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter that is what, Colin? Uh, that is redundant, Colin, the totally original Green Day podcast or at Green Day Pod. Um, very, very good. Yes, we're always on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colin loves Twitter and he's always on that. Yeah. Um, I'd say too much sometimes. I'm like, hey, Colin, <laughs> give it a rest. You yeah. know, yeah, common issue. You're, we you're have. a little too active and there's too many people interested in the podcast. <laughs> you please calm down. Um, If you want to write anything to be included on odds and ends or any questions or or thoughts or stuff we got wrong, feel free to send that to redundantgreendaypod at gmail.com. And I mean, that's all I've, that's all the plugs I can say, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's all I've got some USB C, some USB, some uh, (laughs) headphone jacks. But besides that, I'm plug all out of plugs. Uh, once again, thanks for listening to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. In conclusion, I gotta say, the Lightning Express from the depot so grand had started out on its way. Colin? All of the passengers that were on board seemed to be happy and gay. <laughs> Jesus. See ya. Stay safe.